Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. My guest today here is a good friend of mine. Uh, he is here to talk about uh, some issues that have happened over the past couple weeks. Uh, recently, there were protests in Portland involving Antifa and the Proud Boys and other various political organizations. We're going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein and the situation that happened over the past few days since his arrest. We're also going to be discussing uh, other issues such as minimum wage and some other things that affect the political culture in our country today. Uh, everyone, please welcome my good friend, Zachary Nikolai. So, did you watch any of the videos that yeah, I sent you on? Um, yeah, and then some. I watched all the videos. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because um, that's just some crazy stuff. Like, So, I guess what happened was the, the rundown, basically, for those of you who don't know, is um, uh, what is it? The Proud Boys, uh, you know the Proud Boys, they decided to um, hold a rally uh, for basically anti-domestic terrorism. Uh, and they claim that their goal was to kind of call out Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. So they all gathered in like Portland, like in the morning. And then uh, Antifa members basically start showing up around noon, I think. Yeah. And then once they started showing up, um, like the Proud Boys started leaving. They left around noon or so. And then there was a few like that got lost or whatever. But so a lot of the footage you see is um, Antifa, you know, harassing like uh, individual people they think are conservatives and whatnot and um, all this crazy stuff. But uh, one of the big questions is um, and what, you know, the president is asking is, do you consider Antifa a terrorist organization? And some people arguing, you know, uh, yes, because of you know, the chaos that they cause or no, because they're not organized. That's like the big thing they say. But what are your thoughts on Antifa being a terrorist organization? Well, I think the whole situation over there is just crazy between the, you know, all the police officers that have to be there and yeah, basically all the harassment that's going on. I mean, in some of those videos I saw, you know, just normal people walking by and, you know, they say that they're not, like an organization or they're not organized but if a random you know bystander just happened to pass by they would get upset and they would think oh they're not with us so they're against mm -hmm. us and they would have started attacking them um there was one gentleman who they threw you know a milkshake on and there was another gentleman who got beaten and uh and pepper sprayed and you know just it's yeah he was unconscious on the ground yeah but the one where he was unconscious on the ground basically and his wife i believe was like there trying to protect, protect him kind him, of yeah. yeah and yeah like you're saying if they're not with us then they're against us that's like their whole thing 
Um, it's, you know, people that aren't even conservatives at all. Um, just random people who maybe, you know, don't even agree with any sort of side. They're just neutral, whatever. But if, if you know, if you're there, they will automatically go for you. They don't really, you know, try to confirm if you're a member of the Proud Boys or the Three Percenters or whatever group is there. They just kind of go for you. They assume that you're, you know, against what they stand for. And I think that um, most of the country, um, you know, especially the silent majority, they don't approve of what Antifa is doing in mm-hmm. Portland and other places. I don't think any logical person would. I mean, right. it's just you're causing, you know, violence in a you know downtown area. You're losing, you know, people millions of dollars. Just, you know, you're breaking up people's families, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, all they're just trying to do is go to work and make a living. But they can't do that. Streets are shut down. You know, everyone gets put in danger. You know, the police and everyone, they try their best to fix everything. But mm-hmm. there's only so much you could do. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous because and like, you know, their big argument is, oh, well, we can't label them as a terrorist organization because they're not organized. But you watch these videos and you see how quickly these groups form. Um, and even there is um, I, you might have seen it. There was a copy of um, almost like a pamphlet that they made that said on August 17th, uh, we're getting together and we're going to, you know, do this and that in Portland. Um so and there's been a few of those there was another one i think um in relation to the border uh where they drew literally there were stick figures uh and it was like um the the antifa had bow and arrows and they were shooting ice members um like at the border and stuff like that and you know as as childish as it looked it's they're saying you know on this date we're gonna go and do this and then they have a bunch of other dates um where they want to go out and to such and such city and um, wreak havoc and do whatever it is that they do. Um, but I definitely, and I, like you said, I agree they are a, a terrorist organization for sure. I would label them as, and I think that the president should make a decision very soon, especially after what happened in Portland. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I, I think it's nonsense. Um, yeah. They would, they were spray painting, you know, no borders, no ice, no this, no that. And, you know, all they're trying to do is protect our country. So mm-hmm. it's like they're going out there and attacking, you know, basically anyone. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy. There was another group there at the um, at the gathering. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I like to refer to them as the Rainbow Unicorn Buddies. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, saw those, yeah. right? They basically would stand there um, and, you know, say no Trump, no NRA, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And they were dressed in, like, these inflatable unicorn costumes kind of or they would dress in rainbow colors yeah um there was a little video of them but they were there in the background kind of just doing their thing um yeah i saw a a (laughs) unicorn dancing in front of yeah you know people and yeah so and it's just funny because you know um antifa uh showed up and all hell broke loose basically in portland and you listen if you listen to um, like what the mayor of Portland said. He said, "Well, overall, it seemed like it was uh, you know nonviolent. Uh, it was pretty under control. Uh, you know, the police did a good job. This, this, and that." And you're looking at all these videos of um, mostly conservatives or innocent bystanders just getting pummeled or chased or antagonized in some way. Yeah, it's extremely violent. I mean, just the fact that he would say that is just kind of you know unfathomable. Well, just imagine you walking outside maybe you're on lunch break 
you walk outside. You, let's say you work around where um, all this is going on, yeah. and you just walk outside and see some guys getting chased by a big group of people dressed in black and red. And, you know, they're chasing them. And there's this other guy over here. He's on the ground, um, you know, getting pummeled by these guys in black and red, uh, waving black and red flags. And it's just uh, the, the the whole black and red thing in itself. Uh, if we learned anything from, you know, like watching TV, whatever, whatever. It's like it's just kind of like it's dark. These it's dark like, colors, like yeah. mostly black. And then there's that little bit of red in there and the flags. um, the flag that they have, it's just mostly a black flag with like red and, you know, they're standing up for, uh, ideally anti-fascism, which is what they claim to stand for, yeah. which is what Antifa means. And I think too, that they, for, they, for one are the fascist group, or at least they try to be because they only allow, um, speech and people that agree with their values. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. Um, and plus, you know, they're they're over there showing, you know, a hammer and sickle. They're, mm-hmm. they're painting it all over the cities. They're holding flags and everything. And it's like, you know, what are you trying to push for communism? Are you trying to, you know? Right. It's, so it, it's like. they, Of course, they claim to be, you know, the this righteous movement in the country. And they're basically um, repeating history. Like you said, the hammer and sickle, like I, the bottom line is they either are hiding that secret agenda or they just were probably most of the members in Antifa have no idea yeah, what, it what means. any of that stuff means. Yeah. They don't know their history when it comes to communism, especially. And of course, like you see all these people interviewing them and they have no idea what they're talking about. And, you know, they're asking them questions about communism and about di- uh, different dictators. They have no idea what they're talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, me being Albanian, Albania was a communist country. And, mm-hmm. you know, like our people struggled a lot, you know, just to escape. You know, I, I remember seeing one picture of, you know, starving people just, you know, loaded up on a boat and taken to Italy. And, mm-hmm. you know, just so they could come to America, and, you know, you know, make a life for themselves. And it's like, you know, thank God now, you know, now it's a democracy over there. But, you know, what if you're in a country like that you escaped to america and now you're seeing these you know these pro-communism views it's mm-hmm. kind of contradictory it's like oh you know america's land of the free i mean even in in hong kong you see uh those protests going on over there i don't know if you're too familiar with right them. yeah but you know they're flying around american flags mm-hmm. you know because they want that freedom to express themselves and you know it's because america stands for something it stands for freedom and everyone in the world knows that you know, if you want freedom, you go to America. That's just mm-hmm. kind of what it is. Well, it's like you said, um, you come from a country where at one point it was um, a communist country and the people um, got out of that. They fought to become a democracy, um, which, you know, uh, like Venezuela, in my instance, uh, my family's from Venezuela. And the, the point is, like, when those people that come from countries like that or that see um, the destruction that socialism and communism leads to, they understand that it's never going to work. And their whole argument about, you know, oh, we didn't do it right. Or, you know, yeah, no oh, one's implemented socialism, right? Yeah. It's not happening. And um, you don't see anyone coming from Venezuela or any Albanians, anyone coming from, you know, Cuba 
um, and saying that, oh, we need to implement socialism or we need to implement communism here. No, it's all the people that, you know, are have been sitting at home. Uh, they live in America and they haven't, you know, let's say they haven't had any true hardships or anything like that. They don't know what true communism is like. They, you know, just get mad that um, this big orange man on TV is saying some mean stuff and then they, you know, they want to change things um, by going out and throwing a fit in the streets and, you know, punching people and knocking out people and all this and that. Um, and what's funny, I think what I like about, you know, the socialist uh, slash Antifa movement in general is how most of them are um, pro gun control. And then you have these people in Antifa saying, um, we're going to go out and shoot ICE members. We're going to go and attack people that uh, don't agree with us. They were threatening to shoot Mitch McConnell, uh, the protesters outside his house. I don't know if you remember that. It was, I think, last week they were outside Mitch McConnell's house and they were saying, "Yeah, yeah, I remember you know, seeing something about it." We're gonna shoot you. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And they're also the ones that are going um, unmasked, saying, "Oh, we need more gun control. We need to protect our kids. We need to do this and that." And then they'll go put their masks on and do this stuff. Yeah, so it's like it's almost contradictory, you know. It's it's just it's so hypocritical. I think um, a lot of the left nowadays, unfortunately, is very hypocritical. There are some there, politicians in general are, uh, can be hypocritical on both sides of the aisle. But just when you talk to someone about um, issues like gun control, then abortion and immigration, it, it, it all trips over each other and it becomes um, hypocritical on their side. Um, and, of course, I think... On both sides, when you have hypocrisy, that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves when you talk to someone and then they just start tripping over themselves yeah. and they don't really know what they're talking about. Um, but I wanted to move into, as well, um, I wanted to talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein because that was a big thing that's been going on. Um, so as most of you probably know, uh, he supposedly hung himself in, uh, while he was you know being held in captivity. Uh, he was being held... On suicide watch. Uh, on, I guess he wasn't. He apparently he wasn't on suicide watch when yeah he hung himself, but uh, supposedly the two guards that were watching him uh, fell asleep for I guess three hours, two or three hours it was, and then um, reports came out saying they heard shrieking from his cell, and um, I guess there was some audio that came out. Um, you know they heard shrieking from the cells, and then these guys supposedly fell asleep on their watch. So there's all this stuff coming out. There's that, um, you know, the flight logs with the Clinton with, uh, Bill Clinton, um, going to, um, taking trips to his private Island and, um, all that jazz. Yeah. I think I'll be honest with you. I think this, you know, just his death is like probably the biggest, you know, conspiracy, probably in our lifetimes mm -hmm. you know i mean just they say you know of course people heard uh people heard yelling screaming you know the time of his death all the cameras malfunctioned mm -hmm. uh the guards who were supposed to be watching him they were both they were sleeping mm -hmm. And they weren't his normal guards, you know. Right. They said, I think it was, I think they figured out that one of the supposed guards never checked in. 
Uh, I don't remember if it was both of them, but I know for sure they found out that one of them never checked in. Uh, he wasn't supposed to be there. And then apparently, too, there's some interesting news that came out in regards to Epstein. Um, I guess they found um, pr- so Prince Andrew of England. Um, they apparently were accusing him of being involved in uh, the Epstein scandal. Uh, they, I guess, so uh, Epstein was originally charged the first time, and then um, he was still friends with Prince Andrew at the time, and they had a video uh, or, or pictures of Prince Andrew going to Epstein's apartment in New York, uh, and then there was uh, more pictures of him. Like, when he was leaving, he was waving to uh, supposedly this underage girl. But I guess the whole... The whole thing around that is they're now accusing Prince Andrew of being involved in the underage sex scandals. Um, and apparently uh, Epstein's ex-girlfriend, um, uh, Maxwell, her last name is Maxwell, um, she helped, you know, uh, bring like underage girls to Prince Andrew's and um, for like massages that turned into other stuff. Um, so he's under fire now, I guess. And he's, of course, um, they released a statement saying that, you know, he didn't, uh, of course, like they would never approve of that and he didn't do it. And da, 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 da. So there's more uncovering. Of course, we almost know for a fact Bill Clinton was involved in this. It's like at this point, it's like there's yeah, no there's, question. There's no way hiding it. And then this, uh, Prince Andrew now and, and then a bunch of I'm sure there's plenty other higher ups that are caught in this um the scandal and of course the question too is like no one knows how epstein made his billions of dollars and of course if you're if you uh, like us like-minded people who look at <laughs> look at the story look at the facts uh we know that um or we you know we can safely assume that people such as bill clinton or whatever paid him tons of money to go to his island and to be um brought you know underage Underage. girls for sexual pleasure as disgusting as it is and he too kept um video footage of all the clients per se that have been there right and blackmailed them into right so that's how he made more money exactly listen i have this footage of you um you know if you don't if you don't continue um being my client per se let's put it that way um you know, I can expose you because these were guys running for election like Bill Clinton, for instance. Yep. Um, or and then Hillary Clinton ran in 2016. So he could have used um, that info yeah, even against even, her. Exactly. So then they could have got more money. And I mean, even there's just more uh, every day, more at, like more stuff adds to the story. I mean, even um, there was a van that I don't know if you heard it wasn't checked in that night. It drove in that night. It was to never the prison to the prison. Right. And it was never checked. You know, they have no they have no info on it. And I feel like there's just too many coincidences, oh, like yeah. too much bad, you know, like how can everything fail like that all at once? It's mm-hmm. kind of like it just doesn't happen like that. I think, like you said, it's one of the biggest, um, quote unquote, conspiracies in our lifetime. And of course, you know, people talk about the Clinton body count, how many bodies have or how many people have died. Uh, that were friends or somehow related to the Clintons. But this one, I feel like 
not only was it the biggest cover up, but it was also the sloppiest. Yeah. And that's because it was so big. Yeah. Like you said, there's stuff coming out every day. Uh, so and so is linked to it, or you know, like you said, this van wasn't checked in. This person wasn't checked in. Um, the autopsy report, uh, we learned something new. And uh, talking about the autopsy report, actually, the apparently the guy who did the autopsy, he's like 80 years old or something, but apparently he was the same guy who did the autopsy for John F. Kennedy when he was assassinated, as well as, oh, who was the other guy? Oh, he was also involved in the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, wow. So, and of course, there's a big conspiracy about uh, John F. Kennedy's death. There has been ever since. And then O.J. Simpson, his case was never really solved. There's people who think he did it. There's people who think he didn't do it. Um, I don't even know if O.J. Simpson knows if he did it or not. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, this one autopsy guy is linked to those two major cases. And now he came out saying, you know, oh, of course, it's indefinitely um, – uh, you know, he hung himself. He hung himself, yeah. Even he, though um, his neck broke in a way right. where you know there's probably less than a ten percent chance. But then it, it also like came that. out that there were strangulation markings on his neck. Exactly. Not from a not from a rope, but you know from someone strangling him. Yeah, and and his injury, you know, it even uh, like his the injury he got is more common with people strangling, you know, another right, person right. than than hanging. You know, so it's like, it's also this weird thing. Okay, yeah, everyone's telling us it was a suicide. And then the autopsy says it was a suicide. But, you know, when you go to the science of it, then it's like, it's like there's almost no way it can be. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you hear screaming, you hear, you know, his neck was broken. You you see marks on his, you know, on his neck. So it's like, it's, you know, it's just kind of weird. But yeah, it's just. And it's like, you know, people say like, um, you know, oh, it's 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 too bad that he died before he could have exposed everyone else. Like, you know, it's, it's he, his death was definitely uh, a type of justice for all the victims that he um, that he was involved with. But it's like you, you just kind of wish that he wasn't killed so he could expose all the other bad guys like you know bill clinton or whoever else was involved in these terrible crimes against young children um even even this private island it was there was a massive fire on it so it's like oh yeah they said there was a fire they said there was a hurricane yeah that blew up that blew the dome off of his house and yeah and everything was destroyed yeah. and you know so it's almost like okay well who you know who covered up that evidence who tried to cover it up or you know, just anything about because it's, it, you know, of course, you mentioned Bill Clinton, but it could be any politician. You mm -hmm. don't know how many politicians that were involved you know, in. His yeah, we're involved in crimes, going to, yeah. his, you know, going to his private island in the Lolita Express, you know, his <laughs> private jet, you know, which is, you know, it's the name of the name in itself. Um, but yeah, and I guess people were flying drones like on his island, like the entire time, like ever since he got arrested, like. Sit, like people like you and me, like random yeah, people, would go there, were yeah. flying drones on his island, uh, just to see what was there. And I guess they said like when they first there was footage of um, there were like a bunch of computers and type like motherboard type stuff. Yeah. In this one room, and then 
the right before the FBI showed up to raid the island, like the day before, that stuff disappeared. It was all gone. And then the FBI showed up and, you know, did whatever it was that they did. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, you know, investigated the island, uh, what was left of it after the hurricane and the fire and whatnot. Um, I definitely think the FBI is corrupt. We've seen this with um, the whole Hillary Clinton's emails. Um, Now we're seeing it with Epstein. It's just like there's something going on in the FBI that needs to be addressed. And I know that the president has been addressing it since his election in regards to the emails and all that. And, you know, they uh, with the whole Russian scandal, too, which they dug so hard to find something against the president just to come out with less than nothing. Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's just so obvious that not only the FBI, but all these other uh, organizations in the government are pushing so hard to um, get rid of President Trump and they have to turn back around and cover their own scandals. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much corruption there is in, you know, mm-hmm. the government nowadays. You know, even with President Trump, his big thing was draining the swamp and, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and people look at him like, oh, he's not doing a good job. You know, he's firing all these people. He hires them, fires them, hires them, fires them. But it's one of those things. It's like, well, maybe he's realizing like, wow, everyone here is corrupt. Yeah, he hires them, you know, oh, they're going to do great, you know. Yeah, they were a great person to him when he wasn't president, but you know what, now he's seeing, you know, he's trying to help the country and he's mm-hmm. seeing these people and how they're acting towards their country and, you know, almost like, you know, screwing it over. Mm-hmm. So, Right, because, like, as a, as a businessman, sometimes you don't see all that stuff. Um, of course, you will see corruption, especially on his level he's a multi-billionaire he's seen some stuff but when you get into politics you start to see you know all the corruption that there is all these bad people and um you were talking about i think you i think you were mentioning before there was a little theory about how um the whole drain the swamp thing uh yes uh, you know he he said it was about you know draining the swamp uh with like with politicians and all this but and then uh you want to go ahead and explain that yeah so um you know there was kind of like a theory going on where um you know drain the swamp that was a big thing in the 2016 election but you know the number one um like place in the united states where you know kids are are lost is in washington Mm dc so you know all these politicians there so those there's always a big thing where okay well maybe draining the swamp didn't mean you know like oh getting rid of corrupt politicians and stuff like that but more like let's get these child predators that are in our government mm-hmm. you know why are these children going missing you know where there's all these politicians and you know so like people look at that and just be like you know okay they they see it. it's almost like a like a double-edged sword you know yeah, he's draining the swamp of corrupt politicians, but he's draining, he's like trying to clear child predators from our government, you know, and get them out of there. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, no right person, you know, would like a child predator, you know, even right. even in, in prison, you know, if you could go to you could go to jail for killing, you know, 10 people, let's just say. But uh, if they find out that, you know, you're a child predator, 
at the end, they, they take care of it themselves. Oh, that's worse than like the mass murderers. They, they, they know anything you do um, to a child, they will go after that and they will make sure that every single day you are in that prison that you are taken care of, so to say, that you know, they will, they will the rape you life. in prison yeah. if you did anything to a child. So it's almost like the worst of the worst guys in there, even they know you mess with a child it's all over yeah so yeah i mean that that's like that's one thing you just you never do mm-hmm. so and then there's this whole getting into you know pedophilia in itself uh, and i i think every sane person can stand up and say that pedophilia is more than wrong but then we see these these weird groups of people pushing for pedophilia to be legal and accepted I think is one of the most disgusting movements that we're seeing. And uh, people are saying, you know, that it's very small and it's a very small group of people. But then there's people that are coming out and supporting it. Like that age is just a number like that. That was a joke like a few years ago. But now it's like it's a real thing. Yeah, more people are coming out. And I think it goes back to uh, the um, like being a hypocrite and stuff like that, because because uh, you see you see these people you know, with the LGBTQ community and then they keep adding more and more and then finally LGBTQ P for pedophilia. So it's those same people who hated, you know, all these, you know, let's just say politicians right now, Mm -hmm. you know, we're trying to connect it. They hated these politicians for going after young kids, but then they're also accepting a normal person, you know, oh yeah, age is a number, you know, love, love is love. So it's just... And they're normalizing it so much. Like if you go on uh, Snapchat, they have those quote unquote news sections. Um, and there's stuff in there. Like I saw one the other day. It was like um, this guy who's like 50 something years old is dating this like 21 year old or something like that. And then he said, oh, we've been dating for six years. And then when you do the math, he was like 16 or when he started dating this 45-year-old man at the time. And they're just normalizing it in mass media, and then kids are seeing it and thinking that's okay. And, you know, parents don't know that kids are seeing it. And it's just like it's the the evil coming in when you least expect it. And, of course, they're, tar- they're targeting children to make, make sure that they think it's normal. Um, and then that's just a slippery slope from there. I think it's just, I think anything that's to do with pedophilia is one of the lowest of the low evils that we see in this world. And I'm, I, I hate the fact that it's being normalized by certain people. It's ridiculous that, that, to say the least. Yeah. It's, and it's like, it's, well, it's almost like, you know, like before history keeps repeating itself. It's just back in the day, you know, you would have these set up marriages with, underage girls you know certain religions would you know accept it Mm -hmm. and you would have to get married to a girl that's you know we consider underage you know maybe 14 12 depending on how young they were whatever and now it's like we look at that as like okay we know that's wrong we Mm -hmm. can't do that and in some parts of the world it's still happening Mm -hmm. but being you know westernized and being modern it's almost like they forget about the past they forget about all that all the stuff that you know we learn to hate 
but they've never seen it. So mm-hmm. then now they're like, oh, no, now it's okay. Well, that leads to the big issue, too, of, like, originally the thought process is, like, oh, that would never happen here. Like, you know, five, ten years ago, we see the arranged marriages with, you know, underage kids happening uh, out in the East. And we think, oh, that would never happen here. And slowly but surely, we're seeing it being accepted by people. And, you know, now now it's like, how did we get here? Like, this wasn't supposed to happen. How did we get here? How, how is this becoming normalized? And it's like they're, they're just following a big wave. They see one person. Oh, that's wrong. Two right. people. Oh, that's wrong. Now and they see it goes 100 to, people. It comes back to that whole idea of um, just, you know, being offended. Like we see a huge um, wave of people that are being offended by literally the way you breathe or something like that. Like if you breathe the wrong way, they'll like have a stroke or something. Um <laughs> And I think it has to do with that. So there's some people out there that are like, oh, I can't say anything because I might get attacked for being offensive. And um, that's how it started with, you know, with race and sexuality and all this stuff. So now when people come out and say pedophilia is okay, people are like, well, it's not. And then they're like, stop. You're a bigot. You can't say that. Yeah. They cut you off and they, they, you know basically try and make themselves look like they're being attacked because you're a bigot and you know because you don't agree with the fact that pedophilia is wrong it is insane yeah and it's just stuff like that that drives me crazy like we've come so far from it's almost like 10 years ago we were all normal not even now i would even say five years yeah like it's it happens so quick like it was mainly like you know when it was when you know, the 2016 election started coming up. We started seeing all these crazy things happen um, in terms of, you know, being offended by every little thing. And, you know, everything Trump says is offensive. Um, there's like no truth to what he says. He's um, he's a bigot. He's this and that. And he could literally, you know, people say this all the time. He could cure cancer tomorrow and everyone would figure out a way to turn it on him and say that he's a bigot and say that yeah. he's evil oh, you, and you, yeah you broke racist. the medical industry yeah, yeah. you feel like they'll, they'll blame him for everything yeah so it's almost like you can't win it's not about right or wrong anymore it's about your side versus my side like you like back going back to antifa you're not with us so you're against us i don't care if you are right uh if you identify as anything close to conservative you yeah, you, I don't care. You're not with us. Yeah, it's like it's. I don't care if you don't care. You right. Know, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna be mad at you. I'm still yeah. gonna attack you. I'm still gonna do all these things. And there's two versions of that. It's like I don't care what you have to say, so therefore we're enemies. And then there's the other side, which is like I don't care what you believe. Just just don't, you know, get me involved in it. Yeah. And you know, there's there's a lot of people nowadays. I think the vast majority, the silent majority, they're saying, look, I really don't care. As long as it doesn't affect me, as long as it doesn't harm anyone, um, then it's fine. You can go, you know, uh, date whoever it is you want and not a child. You can go date whoever it is you want, whether it's a guy or a girl or if it's a girl with a penis or whatever. I don't care. Just don't bring that yeah, don't know, force it on, on me. Yeah, don't force it on me. Um, it's just crazy that their goal is to basically turn every, you know, normal person into a bigot. Yeah, I mean, because you don't agree with something that they do that in in all honesty, majority of people think is crazy. Yeah. I mean, for example, you know, if, if I go out to dinner, you know, with my significant other, you know, 
I don't like PDA. I keep that to a minimum. We're out there for dinner. We're out there to mm-hmm. enjoy a meal. And a lot of, you know, these arguments is like, oh, well, don't force it, you know, on me, you know, with the, whether it's a pride parade or, right. you know, you could have a pride parade. Just, you know, there's children there. You can't go out there naked. You can't go right. out there. You know, it's 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 kind of just bad for the community. <laughs> and they come at us and they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you show that you're straight all the time. It's like it's like, I'm sorry, I'm going out to dinner with my significant other. Yeah, And like you, you know? said, there's no PDA going on. Yeah. But then when they when they do it. Um, it's, it's okay. like, oh, you're judging us because we're doing this, whatever. Yeah, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's the fact that PDA in general is gross. It's not the fact that you're a man and female or male, male, female, female, whatever the case may be. PDA in general, most people agree that it's gross. I mean, it's just, res- it's respectful for everyone yeah. else. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to put your business in front of everyone else. It's just, yeah. you, you want to have respect for them. Like you want to treat people how you want to be, you know, you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to go outside and, you know, in a nice restaurant, like go to Ruth's Chris and, you know, just start making out my significant other. Right. It's not going to happen. The bottom line to this conversation is that there's a big majority of the country where their idea is just, look, we don't care what you do. Just don't rub it in our face. Don't, you know, make don't make it harmful for me or my family or my kids. Just you can do whatever you want in your own time. Just, you know, as long as it doesn't affect us, don't rub it in our face. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, you know, and then for the most part, we just sit, sit back and, you know, smoke our cigars. Mind, mind our own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so smoke our cigars. We mind our business. So, why, you know, let's just if everyone minded their own business, I feel like everything would be fine on, on all sides. I'm talking about. Uh, you and me, I'm talking about all groups of people out there. If we just mind our own business, I feel like everything would be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. There wouldn't be any, oh, you hate me because you didn't say anything to me. Or yeah. It's like, no, I'm just not trying to get in your business. Like, especially the government. They should be the ones minding their own business. If anyone's going to mind their own business, it's the government. Yeah. And I know they're listening right now, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, one thing I did kind of want to talk about was, um, you know, like small businesses, you know, because of the government. You know, a lot of people on the left are trying to push for, uh, you know, a uh, higher minimum wage. And yeah, I feel like that's that could harm small businesses. OK, yeah, maybe Starbucks or McDonald's could afford, you know, a $15 minimum wage because they make cuts in their food. That's right. You know, they make cuts everywhere else to get these. You know, they're building 30 stores at a time. So instead of paying, you know, $100 per table, now they're only paying $5 per table mm-hmm. because they're buying so much of it. They're buying it in bulk. You know, just like when you go to Sam's Club, it's a lot cheaper because you have to buy a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, personally, you know, raising the minimum wage would probably put a lot of businesses, you know, a lot of small businesses just out of business. Right. Because owners and stuff might realize, oh, hey, you know, it's cheaper for me to work and, you know, at minimum wage, $15 an hour yeah. than it is for me to keep these doors open. Right. Right, exactly. Like and like you said, um, it it's we see people or we see corporations like we see Disney and Starbucks and all these big guys saying, "Oh, well, we raised our minimum wage to fifteen, twenty dollars an hour, or whatever it is." Uh, everyone else should do it too. But you know, the mom and pop shop across the street can't afford to pay their five employees fifteen, twenty dollars an hour, so they fire over half of them, 
and then they work they have to work more themselves and just just so you know we can uh make quote uh, the, the, they say that the the minimum wage is not a living wage and everyone else is like well yeah it's not like no one said it was a living wage yeah, it's, it's minimum wage yeah um and you know people like all the politicians on the left are trying to fight for this uh raise in minimum wage but all that's gonna do it's like again like you said like we've been saying this whole time history repeats itself we raise the minimum wage it's then raise costs. prices go up inflation overall goes up interest rates go up and then you're stuck back at you know making not a living wage yeah it's like yeah yeah you're making 15 and then an they're hour. arguing for 20 dollars an hour and 25 and 30 yeah and it's just it's not gonna work there's always gonna be a wage that's not considered a living wage that's just how it's gonna be you can't make every, you can't make the minimum wage be a living wage it's just it, it it's not it never been done in history and if you look at the numbers and look at all the statistics and everything like that and just human nature like if we like i said if we raise the minimum wage prices will go up and that cycle will continue exactly and they're going to keep pushing it to go up and you know just like you know if you go down to dominican republic let's just say a hundred dollars over there a hundred you know dominican pesos is isn't worth nowhere near what a like a u.s dollars are a hundred mm -hmm. u.s dollars so it's like you could go over there buy a soda it's like okay yeah there'll be 125 dominican pesos right and you know all you're doing with raising minimum wages you know kind of ruining the uh, economy by uh, dropping the cost of uh, the, the U.S. dollar, you know, right. the, the uh, trade worth for it. And well, all that's going to end up doing is like, okay, yeah, that $3 soda you bought, now you're going to have to pay $5 for it. Right. And then th now that's $5, we get a higher minimum wage, and then, you know what, now you're going to have to pay $10 for it. Right. So it's like, yeah, you have more cash in hand, but at the end of the day- You're spending more. Yeah, you're spending more money. Yeah. Thank you again for tuning into the very first episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified on when we upload new episodes. Our schedule right now is going to be every Wednesday and Saturday night we'll be uploading new episodes. So stay tuned for that. We're going to get into some more funny pop culture type stuff in the future. It's not always going to be politics, but I sure do like to talk about what's going on in the country every now and then just to bring people up to speed in case they don't know and a healthy discussion is always fun especially with people that you enjoy talking to again thank you very much for tuning in hope to see you soon